hardship, no more struggle, no more challenges, no more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. I'm doing the second part of the message I titled If Mordecai is a Jew. And I started last week. And I want you to open your Bibles with me to the book of Esther, chapter number six. I'm reading from the verse number one. Esther, chapter number five. You know the story already. Um, Zeresh had a problem with the, with the life of Haman because he thinks uh, Mordecai, because he thinks Mordecai doesn't bow to him. Everybody praises him. Everybody heals him. But when he gets to Mordecai, Mordecai will not do it. Because Mordecai also believes and has his own conviction and belief. And he believes that the only one that needs to be bowed to and the only one that you need to submit to is God Almighty, who is Jehovah. And he thinks he doesn't need to do that to a man. He respects and honors Haman as the prime minister under the governance of Ahasuerus, but he cannot bow down to him and kiss his feet like everybody else is doing. And Haman had a problem because Haman has an ego, a very serious ego. And last week I dealt into that very well, so we get the tape to follow the message. And because of the ego of Haman, it was a problem for Haman because Haman is somebody who wants everybody to know that he exists and is important. So anywhere he enters, he wants everybody to sing his praise. He wants everybody to uh, hail him and all that. And sometimes when you are like that, you would you will not even know when you are wrong. Amen. Because people will always sing your praise even when they hate you. And 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 I don't know about you, but one of the things I hate in my life is to have a sycophant. Maybe you might like it because there are people who even can hire people to sing their praises. Even when your nose is 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 shifted, they will say your nose is nice. And 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 that will make your head big because to you, you think life is all about people praising you. You don't want anybody to correct you or to, to tell you the fact as it is. I, I, I hate hypocrites. I hate praise singers um, um, because they can be very, very dangerous. You, you, you will not know where you are going. And one of the things I do, which I learned, I learned at a very tender, that most of the things I do that I learned them very early in life, um, it will surprise you to know some of them even as early as when I was in primary school. Um, I learned them because one of the things I learned is that you you have to examine your life personally, um, and I learned it from a statement that says that the unexamined life is not worth living. And I learned this thing not when I was in secondary school, but when I was in elementary school. So from that on, I always examine my life. So there is something I do every day um, as part of my life before I sleep, every midnight hour, whatever. Um, I sit down and reflect through my life. I do a lot of thinking. And not thinking of worry, but I do thinking to understand my life and where my life is heading to. I do almost about um, 30 to 50% of my life thinking. Thinking. Making the brain to work. Because you'll be tempted to think everybody loves you. You'll be tempted to think that everybody that is around you is your friend or is your pa. 
and uh, most of us the reason why we are falling and most of us the reason why we are troubled is that we think everybody cares about us but you see you'll be deceiving yourself if you cannot know who you are and you cannot appreciate what it is and be able to sift between the praise of the people and who you are you always mess up your life and this morning i want to encourage you that don't be like Haman, because Haman wants people to sing his praise in fact the people hate him but the truth is that if you if you don't do what he's wants you to do um, he will find a way to destroy you. So you have no choice than to say, hey, hey man, you are nice. Hey man, oh, you look good. Oh, hey man, you are this. And once he's hearing that, hey man, is happy. Are you there with me? But Mordecai is a true person. In fact, if hey man should have taken anybody as his advisor or his friend, it should have been Mordecai. Because Mordecai is the only one who makes hey man to know that what he's having is a false impression of himself. And that he needs to be able to be real to his life. And in life, most of us doesn't want people who tell us the truth. Hello? When people tell you the truth, in fact, those that tell us the truth, we say they hate us. And those that rather play the sycophant role, we say they love us. It's as simple as that. So you always tag people as bad people who hate you, not because they hate you, but because they tell you the truth. One typical example in Bible is about Ahab, and then the prophet. All the prophets told Ahab that go to war. You are going to win this war. Because the whole Israel, God is with them. And this is the horn. And some took the horn and they were driving the people and said, the way we are driving these people, oh king, that is victory for you. Just go in and you win this battle. And Ahab was excited. But there was a king there who needs the truth. He's called Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat sat down, listened to the whole thing, and asked Ahab that, is that all the prophets you have? And Jehoshaphat said, yes. But there is one who is called Micah. But Micah, as I know him, Micah doesn't prophesy like these guys. And he said, then bring him. Let me hear him. He said, I know when Micah comes, Micah will not tell me what I want to hear. He said, you bring him. So when Micah came, he asked Micah, he said, we have to go to war. Jehoshaphat, the king, of, of, of Israel and I'm the king of Samaria both the southern and the northern part has come in together and we are going to fight these people they are stubborn and all that so Micah tell us what God is saying and Micah said oh king live forever go ahead the victory is yours you will win Israel is going to conquer and all those things the king said Micah I know you because you will not say this tell me exactly what God is saying listen to me in the midst of all the praise singers, even the one that is there knows who are genuine. One of the things you should always be mindful of is that around every king, the king knows who are genuine, who are fake. And as you go on in life, you pray for that discernment. You see, you can use, for the fact that the mercy uses all the materials on site, does not mean he likes all the materials. Can I say it again? I said in life, because for the father that mercy uses all the material on site, does not mean he likes all the materials. But he has no choice because he needs all the materials together to build a house. So in your own life, one of the things you should learn about life is that you might use people or you might use things, not because you love them, but because you need them to achieve something. But in the midst of the materials, you know which one is more important to you than the other. If you are a business person or you are living in life and you don't get those understanding, you will crash. Take note. 
There are some materials you use and you have to drop it somewhere. There are others you continue with it. But the key thing is that it's not every material around you that you can follow. You can use it to get things done. But it's not all of them that are useful. Can I hear an amen? So when Micaiah finished speaking, the king realized that no, this thing is not true. He said, tell me. Then Micaiah said, do you want to hear the truth? Because I know you, you, can't, you don't want to. He said, let me tell you something. I saw Israel scattered on the mountain without a shepherd. And everybody was running away and people were dying. And he said, king, when you enter into this battle, you will not return alive, you will die. The king said, I told you. I told you Micaiah will not tell me something good. Micaiah, I know him. Then one of the prophets who were prophesying that Micaiah should go and he will win the battle came and slapped Micaiah and said, since when did the spirit of God left me and came to you to prophesy? Because he thinks he's a major prophet. <laughs> there are major prophets and there are minor prophets. Can I hear an email in the house? Because Micaiah said, listen, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw for God sent a spirit of lies. Let me read that please. I think he said, and a spirit came forward. Go back to verse, verse 19. Let me read it quickly for you to get something. So that you don't joke with this God that we serve. Today I'm just coming to talk to you on that line about the power of God. I mean who God is really is. So then Micah said, therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. And all the host of heaven standing by his right hand and on his left. This is when Micah was speaking. I don't want to go way back. And he said, and the Lord said, who will persuade Ahab? Who will do what? Persuade Ahab to, to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead. So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. He has summoned all the spirits. All the spirits. <laughs> when we say God is the God of all principalities and powers, you think we are just saying it. Any spirit from your family background that you think God has authority over it. He summoned all of them before his presence because he needed a material to use. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, in what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Are you hearing something here? And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. Immediately the spirit said that God endorsed it. Because God is setting up the guy to destroy him. And therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all the, of these prophets of yours. And the Lord has declared disaster against you. And 24 said, now Zedekiah, the son of Shana went near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, on the cheek means he didn't tap. Give him a better slap. You know that there are kind of slaps when you receive. All of a sudden your ear goes, ching. <laughs> and then tears begins to fall. <laughs> Even if you are not ready to grab it soon before you know that Christ. <laughs> and those ones, the police cannot do it better. The military learns it. <laughs> Amen. So, so, the son of Janiah went near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, which way did the spirit from the Lord go from me to speak to you? 
In other words, he thinks he's the owner of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God cannot go to anybody because he controls the Spirit of God. Tell somebody, don't control the Spirit of God. And he said, and Michael said, indeed, you shall see on that day when you go into an inner chamber to hide. And he says, so the king of Israel said, take Micaiah and return him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, is the king's son. And look at it. He said, he said, thou says the king, put this fellow in prison and feed him with bread of affliction and water of affliction until I come in peace. But Micaiah said, if you ever return in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me. And he said, take it, all you people. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ram of Gilead. Now when you go, you can go and read the whole story because I just want to say, Ahab went. He disguised himself like Jehoshaphat. Wear the clothes and everything of Jehoshaphat. Rode in the chariot of Jehoshaphat. But the archers of the Ram of Gilead, of the, of the enemy, noticed Ahab. In fact, they got Jehoshaphat and Jehoshaphat said, I'm not Ahab. Because the thing is that I have to just follow him. But there was one archer who could locate Ahab and shot Ahab and kill him. In fact, Ahab died just like it has been prophesied. You can't play with God. Tell somebody you can't play with God. If you, if you have a person who wants people to please you, God will allow your own spirit to even be around you. Because they will tell you what you want to hear. And that was the problem with Haman. Haman wise advises the wife Zeresh cannot tell Haman that Haman slow down. You are too proud. You are too arrogant. The post has entered into your head. Humble yourself. But they rather hail him and they push him into his grave. So come with me as I read. So he said that night, which night? Amen has already said in verse 5. Okay, verse, let me take from 14. Um, 5, 14, so that you can follow me. He said, then his wife Zeresh and all his friends said to him, let gallows be made 50 cubits high. This message continues after the break. From the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, is Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 233- Two seven seven two five zero four two zero or plus two three three two four nine three nine three three six one. Email us refismila at gmail.com. Visit our website icgcislegon.com. Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. Welcome back. Fifth Kibitai. And in the morning, suggest to the king that Mordecai be hanged on it. Then go merrily with the king to the banquet. And the king pleased Amon, so he had a gallows made. That was the advice. But I didn't know he was making his own gallows for his own destruction. Sometimes you will plan evil for somebody and you will rather will enter into that evil. I pray this morning that don't ever try to set trap for people. Because as you try it, you will see yourself entering into it. 
But may the Lord also stand on your behalf that anyone that has set a trap for your destruction, may that person fall into that trap today. Oh, you didn't hear what I'm saying. I said, may that person fall into that trap today. Any human in your life, today we'll deal with the spirit of human and I would like us to pray more. Any human in our life that has set traps for your life, may God cause that human to fall into that trap. Any gallows that is being set ahead of you to destroy you, may the Lord cause the hand of the Lord to prevail over your life, that may that enemy go and hang himself on that gallows in the name of Jesus. Any gathering or conspiracy that has been put together for your destruction, may the Lord cause them to be confused and be destroyed. He said that night the king could not sleep. So one commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles and they were read before the king. In other words, the night before the next day that Amon is going to seek the life of Mordecai, the king who has the final authority and say over the kingdom could not sleep. Before then, this Amon has also gone, you can go and read Esther chapter 2. Before then, Amon has gone before the gods that he served, which is, is the shrine, and he casted lords, or, or what you can call it, necromancy, or he did what we call um, casting of ballots to be able to determine when he can leech evil on the children of Israel. And he fall on the month of Nisan, which is March, April, because that is the calendar of, of, of the Jews. That's the beginning of their month. And he fell on it, and that time he went before the king and obtained favor before the king so that he can destroy the children of the Jews. And that was why Mordecai was telling Esther to fast and to pray for them and to intervene. And this Mordecai has been very, very wicked in all that he's doing. Haman has been very wicked in all that he's doing because he's seeking for an occasion just to destroy the children of Israel. Sometimes some people can hate you not because you have done them anything wrong. They can just hate you because of the name you even carry. They hate you because of even your dressing. They hate you because of the way you even talk. They hate you even as far as the way you even walk. Believe you me. And so sometimes hatred is not because you have done anything wrong, anybody wrong or something wrong. Sometimes you hear people saying that, why me? Why should people hate me? I don't hate anybody. You don't need to hate somebody for the people to hate you. Am I talking to somebody? In fact, you disturb yourself and worry yourself thinking why somebody hates me and why somebody is not there for me. The truth of the matter is that People will hate you for even funny reasons. There are people you never met before. They don't know you. But immediately they see you, they hate you. Oh, come on, are you there with me? It's very, very crucial for you to understand it. And there is nothing you can do to please such people. The problem with most of us is that when people hate us, we think when we please them more, that is what will make them to love us. You are deceiving yourself. You can forgive people, but don't force them to love you. Can I say it again? I said you can forgive people, but don't force them to love you. Because love should be spontaneous. Don't force it. But forgive so that you can save your own heart. It's very, very important. Haman hated them and wanted to destroy them for no reason at all. And he said it was found written that Mordecai Ato Bictina and and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs, the doorkeepers, who are sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. Then the king said, what honor or dignity has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? After this sermon, I will, I will show you something to do spiritually, because we need to be able to deal with our Haman. Haman is a personality. It's a spirit. Are you understanding me? 
And he said, then the king said, what honor or dignity has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? And the king's servant who attended him said, nothing has been done for him. So the king said, who is in the court? Now Haman has just entered the outer court of the king's palace to suggest that the king hung Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. Then the king's servant said to him, Haman is there standing in the court. And you know why Haman? You know Haman's mission. He was going to seek the life of who? Mordecai. And the king said, let him come in. So Haman came in and the king asked him, what shall be done for the man whom the king delights to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, whom would the king delight to honor? Or more than me? In other words, this is the self-importance thing I'm talking about here. There are people in life who feel that they should be the only people who every best thing should come to. When you have such people as your friends, you have a problem. Because as long as you are working and you are not married and you are all single, the person is your friend. But immediately you have somebody to marry you, their attitude changes. Because the truth of the matter is that to them, if a man should come and marry you, it should be them and not you. There are people today who you are working with, who you think loves you. Wait until you are promoted. Wait until something good comes into your life. Then you will know whether they are really genuine around you or they are faking it. Every genuine friend around you will wish that you succeed even more than him. This is the principle. The principle is that when you look at the life of Jesus and John the Baptist, John the Baptist said that he said that I may decrease that he Christ will what? Increase. A genuine friend around you will always desire that you increase. Whilst he is desiring that you should increase, you also desire that he should also what? Increase. So he seeks for your welfare. He pushes you. He, he, he challenges the, 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 the God-given talent and ability in your life. He chastises you where he needs to chastise you. He encourages you where he needs to encourage you. He pushes you where you need to go. And he doesn't care where, what breakthroughs you have. He celebrates your success. But there are some people in your life. The very day you begin going up, you have a problem. You hear some people say that, ah, for him to succeed, I better should have done. They can even be your friends. They can go and tell other people that I look at him. God, he doesn't watch. Me, 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 me of all people. Look at the way I walk. Look at my color. Am I not beautiful? But when this guy, the two of us were walking when the guy came and he bypassed me and went to her. What a thought does he see about her? Hello? You see, favor is not fair. Am I talking to somebody here? Oh, I said favor is not fair. I prophesy over your life this morning. May you sit on your throne that it shall be a heartache for people. Receive that favor of God. I said receive that favor of God. In the name of Jesus, I establish it upon your life. If you walk around thinking why some people should get something that you don't have, you will die quickly. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? Because favor is not fair. God chooses who he wants to bless and he blesses. Hello, are you there? But Herman thinks, listen, as for me, every good thing should come to me. They can be your sisters. They can be your brothers. They can be your friends. They can be your working colleagues. They are everywhere. Even in the church. Anywhere, they are there. Even among drunkards, they are there. 
Even among weed smokers, they are there. Even among pushers, coke, whatever, they are there. Because the truth is that something that look, I am more important than you are. Who do you think you are? Have you heard it before? And to them, when they talk of any good thing, in fact, if they are mentioning names, they should mention me. So immediately they come and they want to talk, they want to show up for you to know that they too, they are there. Be careful of such friends around you. Who always want to outshine you in public. And they will do everything to outshine you. Sometimes those are the people you like because they sometimes drop some little, little coins into your hands. And sometimes they will even do it publicly for people to see that, Charlie, without them, you know they. So that place, not that is when you put his hand in his pocket and remove the money and be counting. Say, Charlie, get this to, to buy yourself some cocoa because he want the people around to know that by the law we turn around the table. Say, I'm myself a king for whom the king delights to honor. Let a royal robe be brought which the king has worn and a horse on which the king has ridden, which has a royal crest placed on its head. Then let this robe and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princesses that he may array the man whom the king delights to honor. Then parade him on horseback through the city square and proclaim before him, that shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Then the king said to him, man, Harry, take the robe and the horse as you have suggested and do for Mordecai the Jew who sits within the king's gate. Leave nothing undone. All that you have spoken. So Ehman took the rope and the horse, arrayed Mordecai and led him on horseback to the city square and proclaimed before him, that shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Afterward, Mordecai went back to the king's gate. But Ehman hurried to the king's house, mourning with his head covered. When Ehman told his wife Zeresh and all his friends everything that had happened to him, his wise men and his wife Zeresh said to him, if Mordecai before whom you have begun to fall, is of Jewish descent, you will not prevail against him, but will surely fall before him. For the first time, for the first time, his counselors and his wife told him the truth. May the Lord cause men to tell you the truth so that you'll be saved from destruction. While they were still talking with him, the king's you not came and hastened to bring him on to the banquet, which Esther had prepared. May your intervention never come late. Oh, I said, may your intervention never come late. May you not receive the right word at the last minute. Because you see, Haman has done so much that he has been here wrongly that this time is about falling before his wise men told him the truth. May you hear the truth early enough to save you the disaster of the future. There are some of you who are going to go into marriage and you come sometimes and we counsel you and tell you that, listen, can you pray a little about this relationship? Can you take your time? And you think the pastor doesn't like, like you. You think the pastor hates you. The question is that I have my wife and I am happy with what God has given me. Why will I even last after you? How many women can I satisfy myself with? I'm not a dog. Amen. But I want the best for you. So I will advise you. And sometimes when we say that, you think, oh, pastor doesn't like me. What would the pastor gain of stopping you from marrying somebody? What will he gain? What will I gain from stopping you from investing and making money? Hello? 
But you see, whenever we hear those things, we think, oh no. And some people enters into the marriage. Me, where I sit, I've seen a lot. And when sometimes certain divorces, I'm not surprised about it. Not only here. I'm not surprised about it. Because the truth is that I know already. Because see, sometimes what God opens our eyes to see, the position God gives you, God gives you an extra grace that he does not give to the ordinary person. There is no way God will open your eyes more than I, more than I am. Not because I am too special, but because he has entrusted you into my hands to guide you. That is all. So because of that, he will enhance my sight more so that I can be able to help you. Yes, you pray, you hear. Yes, you can see. But there is some things he will make me see that you cannot see. So when you sit before us and we give you counsel, Bible says in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Please take it. Your father will not be that educated or have the exposure you have. But when you sit before your father, your father says, "Mm, my heart is not right with this guy. Please take your time and pray. Don't ignore your father and say, my father doesn't want me to marry. So I will marry anyway, anyhow. You wanted to go to job, change your work, everything. And you are praying, you are seeking counsel. They tell you, take your time, hold on. You say, oh, let me forget it and go in. Most times, you crash. And you bring a whole lot of pain and hardship on yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you don't despise counsel. Can I pray? Can I preach? It's very important. Because sometimes the intervention comes too late. Too, too late. And the time you realize that, oh, if I had known, it's far too late. And that is the time you are about to be destroyed. And a lot of people have been destroyed because of that. It's just like, what will God gain if he denies you a husband or money? He wouldn't gain anything. But it's for your own good. May the Lord save you. Timely. Before you plant yourself into destruction. I said, may the Lord save you timely before you plant yourself into destruction. May the Lord send your wise counselor at the right time, at the right moment, to deliver you from the place of destruction. While they were still talking with him, the king's Eunice came and hastened to bring a man to the banquet, which Esther had prepared. Esther chapter 7, verse 1. I want to read it for you to see what happened. So the king and Haman went to dine with Queen Esther. And on the second day at the banquet of wine, the king again said to Esther, what is your petition, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you. And what is your request? Have to have the kingdom. It shall be done. Then Queen Esther answered and said, if I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. You see, one thing I like about Esther is that Esther is not hasty to request. When the king stretched forth the rod and asked Esther for the for that favor she's looking for for the half of the kingdom, Esther quickly didn't speak. Esther is a wise lady who knows when to talk and when not to talk. May the Lord give you wisdom to know when to make a request and when not to make a request. There are some people when 
when, 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 when somebody asks you, tell me, what do you need for me to do for you? Instantly you want to talk and sometimes you ask something you don't even like. Sometimes when they tell you that, pause. Go and think and pray about it. Because immediately you will not be able to think. Esther is that type. She was not quick to answer. She took her time. And now she needed, she needed this more importantly and that is where she pulled it from. And he said, if I found favor, and he said, for we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. And we be sold as male and female slaves, I would have held my tongue, although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. So King Ahasuerus answered and said to Queen Esther, who is he and where is he? Who would have dared presume in his heart to do such a thing? And Esther said, the adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. So Haman was terrified before the king and the queen. Then the king arose in his wrath from the banquet of wine and went into the palace garden. But Haman stood before Queen Esther pleading for his life. Tell somebody it is too late. May your plead never come late. Oh, I said may your plead never come late. May, may, may you never find it too late to go and apologize. Jesus. Pleading for his life, for he saw that evil was determined against him by the king. When the king returned from the palace garden to the place of the banquet of wine, Haman had fallen across the couch where Esther was. Then the king said, will he also assault the queen while I am in the house? So as the well left the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. I was telling you the last week that to stand before Ahasuerus is like you are standing between the gate of hell. Any list, even your movement, if it is not calculated well, the king will not speak. When he said, mm, they cover you, they kill you. The whole prime minister, immediately the king did not even give order and say, cover him. Immediately the king said, well, are you going to also force yourself on my wife? Instantly, the guards covered his face. And when they cover your face, that means you are going to be beheaded. May the Lord cover the face of your enemies. Oh, I said, may the Lord cover the face of your enemies. I said, may the Lord cover the face of your enemies. He said, now, Habona, Habona, one of the eunuchs said to the king, look, the gallows, 50 cubits high, which Haman made for Mordecai, who spoke good on the king's behalf, is standing at the house of Haman. Then the king said, hang him on it. So they hanged him on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then the king's wrath subsided. I prophesy over your life. May any gallows your enemies have set in place against you. May the Lord cause them to be hanged on it in the name of Jesus. Oh, I declare over your life, between this day and tomorrow, anyone that has set up any gallows against you, to be able to announce your death, may they announce their death. Any gallows that will set against you, to be able to announce the destruction of your marriage, may the Lord cause them to face it in the name of Jesus. Any gallows that have been set to destroy your business, hey, may the Lord cause them to fall into that trap. I prophesy over your life this morning by the anointing of God over my life I declare in the name of Jesus in the form of gallows that has been set against you may the Lord cause your enemies to perish at the expense of the trap they 
have set against your life in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord raise men and women to fight your battle and fight your enemies even when you are not there. In the name of Jesus, I declare over your life, may the Lord God cover the face of your enemies and take them to the slaughter and take them to the gallows and take them to the place where he has prepared and they are prepared for you to destroy you. In the name of Jesus, I declare over your life, may men die in your place. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord deliver you from every snare of the wicked one. I speak over your life prophetically. Anything they have set in place for your destruction, may the Lord cause them to fall into their own pit. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Egon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastagon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.